On Monday, August 8th, Tall Can Audio hits 1,000 episodes. Wait, that's still on? Who could possibly still care? And the gang is all here to celebrate. It's euphoric. It's got to be close to Nirvana. It's outstanding. For the first time ever, Maddie, Michaela, Rob, and Matt are all live in studio together. It's happening, you guys! It's happening! Oh my god! Oh my god! I wish you all were here! Is this likely to go well? Just check my notes here. No! At least it will make a lot of noise. Boom. Here comes the boom. A thousand pods and a thousand pints. I don't think I've ever been as proud in my entire life. TCA 1000 drops Monday, August 8th, wherever you find low-quality podcasts. Fuck, it's out of control. Shit. How many lumps do I have to take before I can say, shut the fuck up, or I'm going to pound you in your spandex, right where you stand? (laughs) Hey! If I don't hear silence, I'm going to start punching dicks. This is Tall Can Audio, Canada's number one craft beer-fueled sports show. We're not here to take part, we're here to take over. From the TCA studio in beautiful Bytown, Canada. If we had to take this, I'm sorry, but all I'm sorry we don't give a bollocks. Here's your host. Whatever this is we're doing, we're drinking beer and talking sports. Rob Christie and Matt Robinson. What's happening, everybody? Episode 923 of the Tall Can Audio podcast. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Tall Can Audio. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening right now. Uh, kicking off another Monday morning back at it. I don't know. Some of you probably back working from home. Some of you still out there collecting all your Omicrons. Uh, Rob's over in uh, in Canada. We're, we're still doing this remotely. Uh, I'm here in the studio. How's it going today, man? It's dynamite, Matt. Ooh. It's dynamite. Wow. Um. Yeah. No, you're right. I, I haven't checked the numbers, and really, I've become oblivious to the yep. numbers. Um, They're high. That's about the extent yeah. of it. And, and so I was, but I, as high as they got, I was really only monitoring hospitalizations in ICU unit right. patients, right? That was really the number that I was concentrating on, and, and I've really sort of... And now it's years, on the climb. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and you knew it had to be. You know, when I watch the story of all these babies now in, in yeah. Children's Hospital of Eastern Ontario, and 100% of the mothers unvaccinated. Yeah, pretty easy like, to draw a line here. The funny thing about lagging indicators, they lag. And so everybody yeah. a week or two ago said, see, it's fine. Oh, oh God, no, it's not. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the education system. Well... And how some people miss out on some of these things. Yeah, well, there is some lagging going on there. but uh, Lagging. <laughs> we won't lag on the beer. We can tell you have no patience for that. What did you just crack into there? Well, I had a bunch of things. And, and because I've... Oh, wow. I've it's going to be one of those of, shows. Well, I actually have lined up a couple of things here in front of me that I'm going to take down like a mofo. Because <laughs> um, that's the way it goes today. Um, the The... the the woman in my life is a peach. You know this. I do know that. You know, you know that I've overachieved, and and really, that's it's the beauty of things. <laughs> um, she went out and went heavy on the beers for me at Christmas. This Love year. that bunch of, bunch of different stuff, and so most I've never had. So um, I'm super interested. She gave me a um, a section of 
it was a four box of bottles. Now, boo on the bottles. Like the, the 355, I don't know who's drinking those anymore. It makes me. Oh, the little nice bottles. Little, yeah, it's a nice little taster, and you're like, Psh, away you go. But these were all. <laughs> Throwing it over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, well, once you finish it, yeah. in a gulp. Um, but traditional uh, Scottish ales made okay. with made with traditional ingredients. And so, you know, there was some really interesting stuff. I had, um, last night I had a, a Heather ale, a frock. <laughs> that Klingon? And for you Gaelic, for you Gaelic. Yeah. I think they base gay, they base Klingon on Gaelic. Um, anyways, really good. But what I'm doing now today is she also got me a set of four. It was called the Dark Series from St. Amboise. Okay. Now it came, it had a milk stout. Mm-hmm. It had the oatmeal stout that we're all familiar with. Yep. Um, but what I just cracked today, because it really called for it. Now it's got a ferocious head on it. Now <laughs> that's in part due to my poor, clearly. Yeah. Um, but after the day I've had, I decided to go. Made a, I called an audible at the line. I'm going with the St. Amboise. Baltic Porter. Okay. Comes in at a syrupy 8.2%. So, uh, and again, right now the head is is half the pint glass. <laughs> um, so I'm kind of waiting for that to die down a bit. But it, January is, I, I have full on given the dry uary, the Heisman. Yeah, fuck you. Bam! Yeah. Forget it. Um, I, I, I contemplated giving it the damp uary, you know, <laughs> just. Just sort of slightly moist. Yeah. Uh, nah. No. No. Nah, it's not that kind the, of January. I drank the Heather Ale yesterday. I'm drinking the Baltic Porter, and I got a couple of backers of something over here from Grit and Grain, so Grain and Grit. Yep. So, yeah, I'm going to give this bad boy a pull, and I'll let you know, but it's it's an 8.2, so I expect, um, you know, I expect it to be a great show. I, I expect this show to be at least 5% better than the last one you and I did because I'm at least 5% fatter than I was probably the last time we were on air. <laughs> I say fatter. I wouldn't have necessarily listed myself as fat, but certainly 5% fatter right. than I was. What do you have over there, Matt? Well, just while you're on that, I, you know, we haven't talked about it and, and won't make a thing of it, but over the course of the fall, I was trying to drop a couple of pounds. And so I had asked for Christmas for my parents. I said, I need a new belt because I had been successful. <laughs> and yes, I, sorry. I, I, was, I had come down a few loops and I was running out of loops, right? And, yeah. uh, and so didn't get the belt for Christmas when I went down to, uh, to spend some time at the family cottage there. Got some, got some binder twine. <laughs> <laughs> An extension cord. <laughs> Um, but I, uh, I did come out, you know, towards the end of the, the holidays, maybe around New Year's Eve or whatever, before I had, uh, had headed back, said, I think the urgency for the new belt has yeah. faded. <laughs> has lessened. <laughs> yeah. We're doing all right here with the old belt. So, uh, that being said, um, while I was down there, um, got a few things uh, also on the beer front. We're going to talk about one of them here in a second, cause I know you tried the same thing, but today I'm sipping on something from five paddle which, uh, you know, I, I became, a, yep, became a fan of their, um, with the coconut cream pie in the calendar last year. And then uh, back in February of 2021, made an order, tried a bunch of their stuff, really enjoyed it. I think actually, if I remember correctly on the Brewmarsh show, I may have named them my brewery of the year, my new brewery of the year. Um, my parents went and grabbed a bunch of stuff from there 
for me for Christmas. Same thing, right? The people who know you know really what you're looking for for, yeah, for Christmas. So um, this is something from there that I've never tried before. There was a couple repeats that I had before that I enjoyed, so we'll get to those later. But uh, we're kicking this one off with the Peanut Butter Godiva, which is an Imperial Stout coming in at 8.5%. <laughs> and uh, yeah, apparently... We're both ready for uh, for something a little stronger on the on the Sunday afternoon. Here. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I quite enjoy the five paddle stuff here, and so got a bunch of that for Christmas that we'll get to. But one of the other things I got for Christmas uh, from my sister, who got me a couple uh, set of nice pint glasses, and then obviously if you're doing that, you got to get something to go in it, right? So, uh, she got me now the uh, Nanaimo Bar Porter from Muskoka. Muskoka. And uh, I sent you a message after I had tried it, or you sent me a message. I can't remember now, but we oh, you sent me. Yep. Yeah, we had uh, we spoke about it already. I didn't mind it as a beer; like it was nice to sip on for what it was. Like it's fine, but it had no business at all carrying that title. That was not an Anaimo Bar flavored beer. There was no vanilla. There was no. It it it, it just had or coconut. Is there coconut in an Anaimo Bar? Am I right? They're supposed this? to be. Yeah. Yeah, there was nothing. It now to me, it was a fine imperial porter. Yep. Yeah, that's what it was. And so I thought the I same drank, thing. Enjoyed sipping on it, but going that label's got to come off, right? Like right. It, well, it's it, like I said, it's like saying uh, you know that bowl of life cereal I had. I'm going to call it bacon and eggs. Right. <laughs> You're like, well, there's no bacon or eggs in it. You can call it what you want. Yes, might but, still enjoy it, but that is right. That is uh. Mislabeled. Yep. But, uh, and I, I, I honestly, man, I think Maddie and I spoke about this uh, on the New Year's Eve show. I'm kind of hit and miss with Muskoka. And this further kind of reminded me of that. I had sort of steered clear, not necessarily intentionally, but I hadn't been excited about a lot of their stuff. So I haven't picked up much of their stuff. This was a gift. Uh, and when I saw the label, I was pumped to try it. And this just kind of reinforced. I, I don't know, man. There's something about Muskoka that, and, and honestly, it's been more missed than hit for me. Yeah. Their Shinnick Stout, though, is, is yep. in terms of a uh, a stout from a smaller brewery, that is spot on. Right. But beyond that, you're right. I'm not sure there's too much else. I think Muskoka does that detour as they well. They do. It's an IPA. It's not bad. Terrible. Okay. All right. So I, I, that, that's further down that that alley for you, which, uh, yep. you know, which is, uh, I agree. The Shinnick Stout, if I see it, I grab it. Yeah. No, it is. It's good. Uh, and the the Mad Tom... I know a lot of people, like, I think that might be, like, their signature beer. You can find that at any LCBO, pretty much, and, and whatever. Like, I think a lot of people disagree with us, man, but uh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's not and new. you know what? <laughs> you're, you're entitled to your opinion. You're also entitled to be wrong. <laughs> Roger that. How, this is the first time we've spoken to you since Christmas. Uh, how was the holiday break, man? Uh, I didn't really have much of a break. Um, I, I like to carry days. So... Um, I have five days into next year, so I worked right through. I took I took Monday the twenty seventh off. Right, but that's it. I worked every Caught the I one worked, World I, Junior game that exists. This is it, man. <laughs> I and I watched. Uh, I didn't even watch the Austria game, which was the second one. I, I had it PVR'd, and then I was like, nah. I think Connor Bedard knew this thing was getting canceled. He was stocking up on goals. Before. Yeah, this is it, right? <laughs> and so. Um, yeah, shooting for that record. Yeah, you know, you know the, the close to that fifth. But uh, yeah, I worked. I worked every other day, and it's it's beauty to work as somebody who uh, who works in an office. There's nobody. Right. You can fire a cannon off at work, and uh, 
and it and it's not that I'm a it's it's prime slack ass time. It's it's really it's nice to to pick up, clean up all the stuff that you you sort of have been laying around without somebody nagging at you to do this. I need this done. I need that done. So it's it's a great time. Pour yourself a, a coffee. Sit down. Take care of a bunch of stuff that's been missing. So yeah, I essentially uh, I, I work through the holidays. And it, it this was I, I don't know about you. I know you were in a traditional setting for you, but. Mm-hmm. It was it, it it was the most un-Christmas Christmas I think I've had in my almost fifty years of existence. It's uh, uh, my my younger brother came down and he uh, he spent three or four days here with us. But uh, well, he normally yeah. brings the party. What's going on, man? That's yeah, yeah, shit. but but it was it was he and my mom and and Joe and I. That was it. Yeah, that was all that was here. There was four of us. Right. Okay. And so um, it's fine. There was lots drank, lots eaten. Yeah. It just didn't really, the, the tree was up. We opened presents between the sort of the four of us. We waited, we wait for the child to come back. Sure, yeah. Which was the 20, well, 26, she, she came home, um, which is fine. Christmas is when it is. Yep. But it just, it, it sort of, it was a great time. I had a very good time. I, I cooked a lot, um, but it just, it seemed to miss the Christmas feel. Uh, so my younger brother, Scott, who's in Toronto, he had a couple of about mm, eight days out from leaving. He had a couple close COVID contacts, mm. positives that he was, he was around eight days out. And so he was rapid testing right up until the moment he got on the train. Right. And the child in the house, you know, uh, six, seven days out from Christmas, Bam, best friend, COVID. Ooh, boy. So there was a lot it was of closing COVID. in. There was rapid tests. Um, she got a PCR test that, that came back negative on Boxing Day. So there was just a lot of stuff going on, right? And so COVID was close. Right. No, nobody here had COVID, but yep. it was it was it was more real and closer than ever, right? Which I think is 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 probably the scenario for for many people in the country now. Yeah, I think we all probably now know people like for a lot of people you went through a lot of this without knowing anyone that had it or right. not coming that close and then all of a sudden with the way it exploded it was it was around and ours was somewhat sim- like we had we'd hoped to do something with the extended family, you know, come November we were sort of putting that together and yeah. then in the week or two before Christmas you're just like there's just no way, right? Like and you had to shut all that down. Um but did get together with the immediate family and a week or two before Christmas, both my niece and nephew are down sick and like really something's kicking their ass, right? Like barely lifting their head off the, and you know, by the time Christmas rolls around, they're fine. They're over it and, and stuff. But the same thing, like you just can't help but wonder, right? Like, and at that point we didn't have any tests or or whatever. So yeah, but it, it had sort of cleared out and everyone sort of made the decision like we're going to limit the, the contacts. Now at the new family cottage, we're about five doors down from uh, my aunt and uncle and uh, my cousin Brandon and his kids. So we had hoped to be able to do something with them, but obviously that got curtailed back. So on Boxing Day, um, we met up outside in their backyard, right? And, and nice. so it was still something, right? But, you know, the, the, the kids are opening gifts in, like, freezing cold hands. In the <laughs> snow. Pretty much, yeah, man. And <laughs> and same on New Year's Eve. We just lit a fire outside yeah. and, um, 
you know, go in and use the bathroom one at a time. And yeah, it, you make the best of it, right? But you're right. It, it just felt like it was looming around you and everybody came out of it feeling good. No one had any sort of yeah whatever. But uh, yeah, when you get back to town, you're like, oh, by the way, so-and-so's got it. And so-and-so, like even Hoffley has been on the show and he had it. And like, it's just, it's kind of been everywhere except like right in our house. So I <laughs> dodged a bullet so far, I guess. Well, and, and, and same here, but it's closer than ever. Yes. Right. Like yeah. it is, it is everywhere. And, and at this point I am double vaxxed next Saturday uh, or this Saturday coming up, I am getting my, uh, my boosters on. joining that triple jab club. Yeah, I'm, I'm on, I'm on with the boosters. <laughs> so, um, you know, if, if Hoffley or Maddie is on next Monday morning, <laughs> it's because Rob's laid up. <laughs> now I haven't had any problems. Yeah. Yeah. The first two shots, I've had zero side effects. Right. Now, I got a bunch of people limping around, belly aching, <laughs> people that I know. Uh, most of them Habs fans. You know who you are. You know, complaining about, oh, it's, I'm sick. Yeah, okay. You're Obviously. Yeah. As, as church music or baby <laughs> poo, whatever it may be. But anyways, so I said to him, I'm going to withhold judgment. Now, I've clearly thrown caution to the wind yeah yeah but there it is rob's gonna now, be more honest in 2022 that's what we've <laughs> all been calling out for <laughs> now listen i have i before we get into anything else i have a a dilemma that that that's come up today and i am and because you've known me for a long time yep uh closing in on i guess two decades now man that's maybe a little over that yeah i'd be so, right around that yeah so I want to get your opinion on on something that happened. A little bit of a sociological kind of experience experiment. Call it what you oh, will. Those are different things, all right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I, about I to know, be the mouse and the base here. Yeah. So and, and really, what and so anybody who maybe doesn't like to hear f bombs, maybe it's a good time for earmuffs now. What are you just still doing here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I just you know it's early enough in the show yeah, that yes. I, I don't want to I don't want to blast anybody out of their out of their you know, yep. They're 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 Monday morning slip, PJs. Slippers, or, yeah. slippers is what I, you know. You're wrecking my Monday morning working from home vibes. Yeah. Okay, hypothetical here, Matt, and and I'm really looking for you to to help me out here or help the good listener. Mm. So again, hypothetical situation <laughs> here. Yeah. These two people, we'll call them Ron <laughs> and Jane. Decide they're going to take their dog for a walk at this nice experimental farm. dog's name farm. is Harley. This is Farley is actually <laughs> yeah, okay. what the dog's name is, but you're close, Matt, and I understand where you're going with this. <laughs> so there's it's, it's wide open, but a lot of people use this to bike and walk and jog and do whatever. So it is a wide open space, but it is a communal space yep. used by all. And so... On this day, which may have been today. <laughs> Maybe why Rob's around. having an eight and a half percent beer. There's nobody around. And so decide this is a good time to let Farley off <laughs> to have a good run. Yep. And so Farley is running and romping and doing his thing. And now, as you know, Farley can sometimes be not friendly with other dogs <laughs> or other people. <laughs> so out of nowhere... Up behind us comes a car and a fast-moving jogger. Okay. 
you call Farley back. Farley comes running back. The car passes, and you're like, oof, bullet dodged. And you're feeding him a cookie. The runner goes by. No problems, whatever. You go to put the leash on Farley. He sees the runner. Oh, no. And darts after the runner. And we're calling and calling. And, yeah, he gets up to the, to the, to the jogger who's now about, I don't know, 75 feet down, the, down this. And he, he's barking. Not like, a, I'm going to bite your face off, but certainly a, hey, man, beat it. Right, okay. And then he sort of jumps up on the guy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Ron and Jane <laughs> have called the dog back now, and he's come back, and he's on the leash. And, and Ron and Jane feel terrible. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you're like, oh, sorry about that. And then the guy goes, you fucking idiots. Oh. And you're like, oh. yep, nope. Okay, get it. Yep. All right. Uh, deserved, but, but it's escalating. <laughs> yeah, deserved, right? Yeah, yeah, like man, the dog. You got to control your dog. You haven't done that. You, you know, you fucking idiots. Yep, get it. I've got it. And he's like, "What if I was a kid?" And you're like, "Yep, get it, man. I fucking, I fucked up, fucked up. Yep, feeling bad." And he's like, "You fucking morons." Oh, okay. <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah, get it, man. Sorry about that. Yeah. Sorry." Carry and, on, and, jogger, sir. He's still standing there. <laughs> And and I'm like, oh, and you know Rob. Rob is Ron. I know Ron. Ron, Ron. <laughs> oh no, it's spoiled. <laughs> yeah, you know Ron. Ron is all about the de-escalation. He's super good that way. Yeah. And then the guy goes, "You fucking morons!" And I'm like, yeah, "All right, all right, all right, taking it. Yeah, I get it, man. I fucked up." I Ron's starting I to see red though a little bit. Well, then the guy goes. Oh, no. You white entitled oh. piece of shit. Oh. <laughs> and I'm looking, I'm like, I don't know what your background is. Yeah. But you look as white as I do. <laughs> and so I'm telling Buddy, all right, fucking keep moving. Yeah. Have a good day. What what I'm what I'm looking for from you, Matt, is <laughs> in this encounter. Because now I want to punch Buddy. Yep. I want to knock him out. And, and, and I was good. I understand. We fucked up. Buddy's just out for a jog in a communal space. He doesn't expect to be. Now, the dog didn't bite him, but he doesn't know. No. So I get Buddy's frustration. I get all that, right? How many lumps do I have to take before I can say, shut the fuck up, or I'm going to pound you in your spandex <laughs> right where you stand? <laughs> Where is that line, Matt? Where, do, or do I have to take all of it because I fucked up? The first one, even the, the, it was fucking idiot, right? Yep. You fucking idiots. You probably got to take that one, even though it's a little heavy. You're coming like, but he might be rattled. Maybe he's afraid of dogs. Yeah, we don't, yeah, we don't know. Totally yeah. That. So you got to take that one. Fucking moron is now. <clears throat> Yeah. Acknowledged. Can we yep. carry on with our day? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and, I, and I've said sorry. Yep. I have said sorry, and I'm like, buddy, oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and I know. And I know I fucked up. And, and and part of being that is I know that with with Farley, <laughs> it's a bit of an issue, right? You have to be. You can't ever. And and we've actually let the dog down in this situation because we put him in a position 
to fail, yep. right? It's, yep. it's, it's owner problem. He's going to take shit for, yeah. Yeah. Well, we didn't give him shit because it's really our fault. Yeah. It's us. And so I get it. I'm just, and I get it. If he's right, if it was a kid, if it was all those things, and you're like, yep, 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 I get it. Or something does like, startle Farley and he throws down a bite, which he doesn't normally, or like yep. anything can happen. You're sort of out. Right. We've acknowledged this is your fault, but yep. I, I don't. That second, those are two heavy bombs he's thrown right off the hop instead of even trying to be, I don't, I don't think he has to be diplomatic with his complaints, but he's come in now heavy with two big roundhouse shots. And I don't think you have to take much more than that. At some point, it's point made, acknowledged, let's all carry on with our day before this. We're throwing down. Because this is it, man. I started to walk and I got my hand up in the air and I'm like, okay. (laughs) Keep moving. Yes. Have a good day. Because Farley's about to not be your problem. (laughs) Well, this is it. The dog may not be your biggest issue. Right. Right. I'll pull that fucking spandex right over your head. (laughs) Yeah. But anyways, but you're tempered the whole time with, yeah, okay, yeah, right. This is on me. Totally but you're me, being an I, asshole and I'm only going to uh, take so much. To me, it was the fourth. It was the fourth and and final. You fucking white, white. entitled piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. This oh, is what I'm saying. These are heavy bombs being lobbed back that at some point, I know you're retaliating, but I'm about to retaliate back, right? Like, yeah, well, and and, and uh, uh, this is what I was hoping to, to, to get from you today, which is where is it that you... You have crossed the line from your corrective outrage. Yeah, that's where that first one coming back, you fucking idiots. I get it. You might be startled. You're alarmed. You're pissed. Well, all these things, I'm now doing everything I can to de-escalate. You are correct. I was wrong. I apologize. If you're going to keep throwing bombs, I'm going to ramp back up, right? (laughs) Okay. Because, yeah, I do not handle those situations well. Ron does not. Ron, I'm sorry, Ron. <laughs> the charade is over. It's, yeah. I think they may have cracked the code. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Anyways, that, that that was this afternoon, like maybe an hour before showtime. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Keep going, man. Keep going. I get it. And I I, I can only, I'm doing the adult thing. Yep. Which and is, I'm taking it. I'm proud of you there, man. It's admirable. Thanks, man. <laughs> Ah, poor Farley. What do we think yeah. of the porter? Uh, it's it's very much as it uh, as it comes. It is, it's not boozy at all. And I've got about a quarter of the pint glass left. Right, man. And you we would want to tell him the story. And we haven't got yeah. You know me. I'm a I'm <laughs> a find a way. mofo. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's um yeah no it's 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 a very nice easy drinking. Saint Ambroise though is no stranger to to brewing fine. Stouts and porters, oh, right? True. So they've done a fantastic job. Uh, highly recommend this if you're into that kind of thing and if you don't mind getting hosed. <laughs> and and really, what are you doing here yeah. if, if that's the case? Exactly. What about you? I'm enjoying this. As you know, one of the things that I like about Five Paddles, when they say on the label, this is what we're doing, that's what they do. And uh, this has got the, reminds me a little bit of that, um, the white water peanut butter yeah. shake. Um, I was very peanut buttery. Yeah, this is the same. It's it's leading up front strong with that. This says it's going to come off as boozy. It, to me, it isn't. Um, but 
at 8.5%, you know exactly where you're going to yeah. stand here. So. <laughs> Unless they're lying, <laughs> right. it's going ca- to catch up with you. But sure. You know what else was in my in my stocking this year? And I think you would really like. It was a Gertie's Gert? peanut butter... Gertie's peanut butter pie, mm. original caramel. So it's, it comes out of the freezer. You got to put it in the fridge for a couple of hours before eating it. Something Santa had seen in the LCBO magazine. That <laughs> uh, comes out of Hamilton, but it was, it was a decadent little. You would have loved it. Yeah, and 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 maybe, um, yeah, it's heavy on the peanut butter. Uh, it's got a graham cracker crust. It says serves one. But honestly, I ate half, and it was probably that was good for a, a pinch, bit. <laughs> a pinch too much, right. right? It was very not sweet but rich. Okay, but uh, Gertie's, yeah, uh, Gertie's, and it comes out of Hamilton, and they do. It, it was excellent. It 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 sort of came across as yeah, this is not going to meet its expectations, mm-hmm. but it was actually well, yeah, low expectations are easily exceeded. Yep. It was very good. Held together. Everything about it was delish. So, uh, Gertie's, I, I'm going to give him a plug, man. You would like it. And I'm, I'm sure the good listener would too. If you like peanut butter. And uh, I absolutely do. So, we'll keep an eye out for that. Um, episode 922, if you haven't had a chance yet. Uh, Chris Hoffley was on and I uh, wanted to touch base with him. Just with everything that's been going on. We're not going to spend the whole damn show talking about uh, COVID and Omicron and everything. But I did want to see, get his take on what was going on with the 67s and the OHL and the impact that it was having uh, across junior hockey. So uh, that's on 922, as well as uh, got his take and a bit of an update. The Red Blacks been busy uh, locking up that front office. Uh, Sean Burke is now the new general manager, and he rounded out uh, early last week uh, the rest of his staff. So we asked Hoffley about that as well. That's episode 922, if you want to go back and check that out. And I can tell you on Thursday morning, should be episode 924. Our buddy Andrew Stoughton returns to the podcast. Thebatflip.ca, uh, formerly yeah. of The Athletic, uh, formerly of uh, DrunkJaysFan.com. Um, he fits right in here. We uh, we like Stoughton Currently a lot. Currently of good listening. Exactly. So uh, if you want to check out his work, uh, that's, of course, at thebatflip.ca. But he's going to be here Thursday morning. We're going to ask him about kind of the the early returns on the, uh, the Jays offseason what they've still got left to do once uh, the lockout fades. And uh, what I'm really interested to get his take on, the uh, just before Christmas, it kind of came out that the Jays, for now, have abandoned the idea of a new stadium and they're going to do some massive renovations around the Dome. So we'll get his take on what that's mm. going to look like and his wish list for, uh, for what they can do inside that footprint and uh, what that's going to look like. So look for that on episode 924 on, uh, on Thursday morning. Andrew Stoughton will be back. We got a ton of hockey stuff to get to, man. We got uh, the idea that the Winnipeg Jets were trying to play games out of market. We got Jack Campbell and uh, his ever-escalating increase in pay that's going to be coming down the tank. We got uh, a pretty top-heavy Atlantic division. The Oilers are struggling. Where do you want to start, man? I think Jack Campbell is a super fascinating conversation. And and it's funny, Matt, because I've been thinking about this since late last week, right? You know, uh, looking at you and I have been almost a couple of weeks in between shows. Yeah. And, and and I've been trying to push both, you know, the Oilers, Flames and, and Leafs. Every week I come with sort of these ideas of, you know, talking about these teams that are excelling. Because the first, you know, 20, 25 games, the Oilers, 
the Leafs and Flames were as hot as anybody yep. in the NHL. And and we sort of, a lot of oxygen got taken up by the shitbirds in Vancouver, Ottawa, and Montreal, <laughs> right? It takes up a lot of the oxygen when when things are going. It's more fun to rip people than to well, pat people on the back. Right? Yeah. Was, well, and, and really to me, I, I think what it comes down to, Matt, is is you have been, as a Leaf fan, I, th- I think you kind of have this. Don't talk about us. Don't, <laughs> let's not recognize any, you know, regular season greatness. Because, yeah. because I, you know what, I, I've got to protect my my little heart has only got so much. So I'm going to put that little cage around it. I don't want to talk about what the Leafs are doing well. And and if you look at Saturday night's game, and they they ride into they ride into Colorado, and and I'm watching it, and and Campbell. With his, you know, nine thirty-five, yep. he's he's first in save percentage, first in goals against, first in wins. It's just it's in like that Vesna conversation, gaudy, is, yeah. gaudy. You're like, look at this, yeah. look at this, and, and and that's one of those things where you go, man, that is, that is what the, the Leafs to me have have continued to slowly, slowly evolve. Right? They mm-hmm. they know, and I, I believe Gary Galley said it, or Cuthbert, one of the two in the in the game said, you know, Colorado is where Toronto was a couple of years ago, where they just, they're willing to trade, roll lines, trade chances, yeah. trade line rushes with you, and hey, see where it shakes loose. Yep. And, and to me, what the Leafs have done over the past year and a half really is is they've, they've upgraded the D. Mm-hmm. And with the addition of Campbell, Campbell is the linchpin because everybody understands that if your goalie – does not make timely saves. He's letting in untimely goals. Right. <laughs> and nothing leeches away at the foundation of a team more than bad, untimely goals. Especially with a forward group. I'm going to let you continue. But the forward group, if you want to be aggressive, you want to pinch, you want to let those forwards do their thing, they can't be scared that every chance they take is going in the net. Right? Like, you, you got to have some confidence. Will, if it's leading to a rush back, an odd man rush coming the other way, it's bad for me because I know that 50% of the time yeah. it's going to end up in my net. Right. And so you're right. When you have skilled forwards, what's going to happen, right? You want them to have the freedom to go, I'm confident. I'm confident that Jack Campbell yep. is going to make that save. And really, all he has done in that past, you know, last season in the shortened mm-hmm. COVID season of 56 games where he had gaudy numbers yep. as a starter. And you're like, yeah, okay. There was that playoff thing yep. where you can't blame the goalie. Nope. There, wa- there wasn't a pile of issues here where you're like, yeah, goalie. Now, Freddie it's- Anderson maybe saying the same thing. Hey, <laughs> it's, you can't blame the goalie, right? It's, but you look at what he's come back with, and there's no excuses. You're playing the league. There are no, hey, soft Canadian division. Jack Campbell has put up sterling numbers and so man i i i just even if he takes a hometown discount and i get it that this is a guy who uh, at 30 yep or 29 whatever he is this is his first chance to to sort of as a first round high pedigree draft pick right who's been in the echl been yep. you know up and down around and but this is his chance. But he strikes me as a guy who's who's willing to take 
and air quotes, less than market value. Yeah. But what we're going to try and determine here today is what is market value for Jack Campbell? And that's it. Like, I, I'm with you ever since, like, even when he first came in, Freddie was, so that would have been the shortened season. So the 1920 season, it was uh, into the new year. I think um, Kaskiswo had just been blown up in Pittsburgh. <laughs> That's where there's we were at, name. man. Yeah. I know, but there's a name that, uh, honestly, like, yeah. wow. Kask, um, Freddie'd gotten hurt. Hutch was doing Hutch things. Where's so, Hutch? Come on, man. He's back in our organization. Love uh, Hutch. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Um, Kasmir Kaskiswo was brought up from the Marlies. And even with the Marlies, he had like an 880-something safe. You're like, oh, God. And they threw him in in Pittsburgh, and he got just whistled, of course, right? They left that game, and Dubas goes out and goes, it's time. Like, we got, I can't run it's another. time! <laughs> so he goes out, trades for Jack Campbell to come in. He's going to be Fred's backup. But until Fred gets back, he's expected to stabilize things. And they go out west. They're playing in Anaheim. I think they played a night later in Montreal. Not, not a night after Anaheim. Maybe a night after the trade. Like, he's playing in Montreal. He's having good games. And he he looks like he might. He's certainly an upgrade on what we have at the time. But it's very small sample size. But you're just happy somebody's making some goddamn saves. And then, you know, Freddie comes back and we ride him in the bubble and that only goes so, so I, again, I'm not blaming Freddie for the bubble, but as you talk about timely saves, he let in some untimely goals that were backbreakers. Um, And then we make our way through that shortened season last year and he slowly takes the net away. Even as Fred gets back and gets healthy, it's understood. It's Jack Campbell's net now. And I think even now he's only up to like 140 starts. Or if he finishes this season, he'll be at 140 some odd starts. And that is a really low sample size, except especially for a guy hitting 30. And it's a gonna it's gonna be an incredibly difficult negotiation, I think, because I agree with you. I think Campbell is happy here. He's comfortable here. He knows the team gave him a chance here, and he would be willing to take a bit of a discount. But even that discount keeps going up and up and up, right? Like, uh, there was a bunch of reporters throwing around the name Cal Peterson as a comparable. And a lot of you were going, who the fuck is Cal Peterson? No. And it's a reasonable question. But he's slowly taking the net out in L.A. And they gave him three years times $5 million. Yeah. And you go, Perfect. that's sort of where they thought Campbell might be. But like if Campbell keeps putting up, even if he doesn't win it, if he finishes like third in Vesna voting, is he taking three years times $5 million? You got to start looking at Allmark. He did four years times $5 million in Boston. Yeah. He's had no playoff success, which neither has Campbell. Like he's never. No, but but you look at Omark, who was slightly above 500. Yep. Leaving Buffalo, right? That was where he was. And he got himself. A four-year times five. Right. Like, when we sit here right now, I can't imagine a scenario where Jack Campbell's taking less than that. Like, to me, that's no. the basement for Jack Campbell now. Exactly. And and, and that's the number that, that I come back to. I think, and again, I don't know Jack Campbell. No. I've never ridden in an elevator with him. <laughs> Nothing, he'd let you right? lay, He'd let you exit first. 
He's just such a nice <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, okay. Well, I get that from him, right? And all the things you said, this is a guy who played in Windsor and in Sault Ste. Marie, an American kid who came up and played Canadian junior. Yep. He gets it. He's he's done the trip through Elmira and wherever else in the ECHL <laughs> and come up through. And I believe he's a guy who is all about embracing, and again, not knowing the man, but embracing and going, yeah, man, you're going to give me $5.5 million? I'll take that to play in this great situation where they've given me the opportunity. But you got to know on the open market, that guy is getting more than that. Because to me, if you look at Chris Drieger, yep. who uh, a similar sort of yep. path, right? Up and down. Not and a around. ton of games as a starter. This is it. And then and then played lights out yeah. in Florida as a backup and sort of now has moved on and there's feces in the bed in <laughs> Seattle, which seems to be... Either that might be Grubauer's. I was just coming <laughs> from him or Grubauer, one of the two. But um, yeah, the those numbers, the Drieger numbers, do not compare to the Campbell starting numbers in Toronto in a, in a very intense market with high expectations. So Elvis Merzlikens gets five times five two five. If you had to start a game tomorrow, which guy do you want? I want Jack Campbell. Big I think time. I do too, but it's just, so we agree. Let's say, let's just say he's willing to sign at 30 years old. He'll take the, the Allmark deal four times five. If you're Toronto, are you <laughs> sold? This is who he is now. Long-term he, whatever his issues were that were having him go up and down and not solidify. He's passed it all. He, we still haven't seen him be a, you know, start 55, games or whatever over an 82 game season are you willing like if that's his bottom number are you willing to do it i don't think he's wrong for asking for it i'm just Uh, it's but i I, let's let's be honest here that if he's taking the allmark deal at at 20 million over four yeah that's a that's an that's an open market deal it is but it doesn't mean we don't find out that Come next December, he's all oh, right. I'm this guy, <laughs> right? <laughs> but but if you look at um, and let's look at Craig Anderson here in Ottawa, mm-hmm. who was through Chicago, through Calgary, into Colorado. That's a good example too. Yeah. And, and and then rolls into Ottawa in his late twenties and puts up a decade of of really solid, yep. if not top ten goaltending. He's certainly in that. Yep. Nine through twelve range, right? Some seasons of nine twenty-five, bad seasons of nine ten, but mm-hmm. really late maturation. Look at Markstrom in in Calgary now, right? He, did, you know, through Florida and Vancouver, he didn't find his shit. Took Thatcher on, Demko a while, not thirty, but took him a while. But, but goalies and and late twenties maturation is not unheard of. Yeah. And so to me, when you look at those things and go, Tim Thomas, ah, yeah, Tim Thomas, man, he's in the Finnish league. Right. <laughs> and so he, this is a guy who, who had a great 30 to 40 range. And so to me, I have zero issue with a late blooming goaltender 
especially one with the pedigree of Campbell. And you go, that guy's a first round draft. Yeah, he pick. was supposed to be this. It just took him a yes. while to get there. Like, and 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 it's not uncommon. Yeah. And I think I think your Vasilevskis are 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 the absolute rarity. They're right. not the commonplace thing. No. And so, to me, if you're the Leafs, the problem isn't can we get him for five. Can we fit him yep. in for five? Yep. And does it stay at five if he keeps doing this the rest of the year? Yeah, that may be the window. Yeah, hey, and, and we we here, and I am not a Leaf fan. <laughs> and and as, as a matter of fact, I, as I said, I alluded to, I watched the Leaf game until halfway through the second. And it's four. McCarr just scores. Make it four two. Yeah, and then we're down here in in the living room and we're playing Monopoly. Nice. Last night, little, little game night. Yep. Rob's crushing the table, <laughs> and and so I'm teaching valuable the, life lessons in economics. Hey man, <laughs> those lessons are not free, and nobody else is going to give you any breaks. Uh, rinse do on the first. <laughs> um, but so yeah, you're asking the assistant here at the table. Hey, what's the score in the Leafs game? <laughs> and and it comes back with. It's 4-4 four, four in the third, and the table erupts I and bet. cheers. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then later on, blankety-blank, what's the score in the Leafs game? The Toronto Maple Leafs lost 5-4. to four. Yeah! <laughs> the, crowd, the crowd goes up. And, anyways, it is one of those things. I am not a Leaf fan. Right. But if you were a Leaf booster, that five to me is... You're hoping for that. That's five. best case scenario at this point, I think. That is best case scenario. But and and if you're Jack Campbell, you, you've now for two years in a row, you're going to post in in kind of in a tough environment, mm-hmm. right? No fans, fans, no fans, all these sorts of things. It's it's a very interesting situation. He's got to get his, and if he takes five, if he finishes the year like this. Man, I don't know how you don't give that guy five or more. Well, as you alluded to already, maybe you can't, right? Like it's. Well, this is it. But what do you do? What are you left with? Peter Mrazek in 30% of his games. And uh, we'll, well see. Like I, to me. Whatever he's not hurt in. Yeah. I, I think you're going to have to find a way to unload him if you're getting Campbell to five. You're going to have to go back to another. There's a lot to unpack there. I, I just wanted to get to what we yeah. thought the number was. And I, I think. I think I'm there. I think because I don't know what the alternative is. Like the Leafs don't have a Spencer Knight coming, right? Or uh, even the Ottawa's got Gus and and another kid down, Decord or Sogard. That's it. Down in that, like, if you lost, you know, in that situation, you're Jack Hamley. Go, I think if not right now, we're really close to having the guy anyway. And so you might be willing to. The Leafs do not have that. There's no evidence that Joseph Wall is going to be that or uh, Ian Scott, or like, it's just not there. So you might almost be forced to do it. And at, of course you are. Maybe he's willing to take a break. No, none of the big four did. You can make the argument, and I have, that Tavares did. Like, he was offered more somewhere else, but, you know, he took his 11, and that's good. Right. Everybody else came and, and got what they were. Morgan Riley took less um, to lock up his long-term deal. You Will know, he came, it, again? he came in at seven. Yeah, right. That, that that is less. Yeah. So is that enough to make Campbell say, you know, maybe there's six point two out there 
I'll do it for five five or something like that. Like there is some yeah, yeah. precedent. We'll see. But I think a lot of it depends on what happens the rest of the way. A, does he stay healthy? And then B, what is what happens in the playoffs? Because if they go out in the first round again, even if Campbell's great, all bets are off on what this team's going to look like next year. Whereas if they go two or three rounds even, and he's the guy in goal while it's happening, you're going to have a hard time not just going, sign him up and, and we'll figure it out. Man, right? money. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's a great segue, Matt, because... It's it's almost like the Leafs can do as well as, as possible, right? And if you look at the standings, they're in third place in the Atlantic right now. They have second a by games. points percentage for whatever that's right worth to you. Right, right. And 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 for any of you out there, me included, rolling your eyes at the points percentage idea with with the shit show that has yeah, been some teams played thirty five games, some teams <laughs> played twenty five. It matters. Yeah, this this yeah. is it, right? When you have the Islanders and the Senators at twenty eight and twenty nine, and you yeah. have the Vegas Golden. Well, I think Colorado's even only like twenty six or twenty seven. So yeah, you are at this point where you're like mm, the points percentage thing does matter. Yep. Um. Yeah, but if you're looking at points percentage absolutely comes into place because it takes away all that. How many games have you played? Right. Um, but okay, second or third is yeah. really doesn't matter it in, doesn't. This, in this conversation no. when it comes down to do you, you know, do you want the Tampa Bay Lightning? I do not. <laughs> do you, do you, you know, do you want the Florida? I Panthers? do not. Or do, you, so. <laughs> or do you want the Boston Bruins who have also only played yeah. 28 games? No games. Tuka, Tuka Rask may be back yep. looking to saying, hey, I'll sign for the men. And, yep. and I'm really, it's 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 the it's the shitty situation the the Toronto Maple Leafs find themselves in. I'm not sure why I said it like that. Find. Yep. Have 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 worked their way into where you go, man. We have a good team. Campbell is doing. Like I said, we've ran through the numbers, right? In yep. terms of looks a like sub, Willie's a finally team. arrived, and Matthews is Matthews, and Tavares it looks to be back in form. Hey, here's Tampa. Good luck to you. Yeah, Fuck you. Well, <laughs> yeah, go suck a cock. Or, or you know, and you have you know, where is it in that in that sort of you know the Bruins right now are are just they're sort of in. I think they're in a wild card position. Maybe the second wild card position. That is the second right now, yep. So you're looking at this situation where the Leafs would, whether they're second or third, would play Tampa, I believe, right now. Yep. You know, but if they push and they make it into first and then you end up getting... It'll be either Boston or Pittsburgh. Are you excited about either of those? I'm excited. I'm taking my Pittsburgh chances in that. Welcome back. Playoff, Tristan Jari, please. <laughs> this is it, man. I'm, I'm gonna, so, but this is, and and as a Leaf fan, and we've and we've really for the last two months, we haven't touched on on them so much. But I, I'd like to check the pulse, Matt. Yeah, of you. It's uh, it's fast. It always is, man. It's <laughs> it's high. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what you said a few minutes ago, or maybe a little more than that about you know locking my heart in a little cage and not getting you know too excited too cr- it just it's because it's no different than what we've said all along it you need to see them doing well 
but they can't win right now. Like, even if they are doing well, well, show me in the playoffs. And that's fair. And if they don't do well, they'll go, oh, they're not even going to make the play. And that's fair. So right now, all you can do is be happy with how it's going and things appear to be coming in into form at the time you'd want them to. Like, it, it seems to be going well. But there, it's not that I haven't wanted to talk about them. It's just you can't win when you do, right? So I think right now, it's, it's funny. I remember you bringing up... I don't know, maybe over the summer when we were talking about free agency, the way this is sort of stacked up for Toronto, that you finally have these three guys and then you go and you get Tavares and then all of a sudden, here's the world's first global pandemic in a hundred years and you can't make money anymore and the cap's not going up anymore. Love it. And it sort of slams the brakes and then, you know, even in this bubbled season, one of your big four gets kneed in the head in game one and you know, now you look forward, it looks, I I don't think right now in the regular season either Toronto or Tampa is going to catch Florida. Like Florida looks incredible. Um, but I don't think Tampa cares as much as we do. Like Tampa's willing to just go, whatever. We'll see whoever in the first round and they've won two cups. Why shouldn't they be confident That's with classic that? classic all black baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, whereas Toronto is like, we'd love to get away from the guy with that confidence and get up to, to first. And I would right now, I'll, I don't care about the demons and all that stuff. Give me Boston. Like, let's slay the goddamn dragon on the way to finally doing this, or let's not. But, you know, I, I, I'd like to do that more than than Tampa or Florida, I think. But it just, it is funny to see that it's sort of shifted. For a long time, the power was in the West, right? Like, unquestionably, your Blues and your Blackhawks and your Sharks now. and your, it's the East all day. Um, with the Hurricanes and the Capitals and the Lightning and the Panthers and the Leafs and the Bruins and the Penguins. Well, the Pengu- and, and the yeah. Penguins just went 10 games. Yep. And with and, and is Malkin back yet? I don't think he's back in the lineup yet. I think he's back skating. But uh, So you, like, they're only going to get better. So well, What are you doing? I think it's just sort of like, well, I think he saw, oh, we're not going to the Olympics. Oh, I'm good. Like, I'll take my time here. And uh, yeah. I, I just, it's funny, right? The way that you'd never say the cards are stacked against the Leafs because the Leafs do enough. I would, I would, I would say the, the it's 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 an unfortunate, yes, timing. Yes, it is a global pandemic, and you go. But it hasn't been oh, set now, up against them. I, it's just no, holy it, fuck. It has Are not. you serious? It's, just, like, <laughs> it's it's the unfolding or the the dealing of the cards. Yep. If you go, yeah, I've sort of maneuvered myself, and and I think they did all the right things. Yep. And they they came up with the Marner pick, and they came up with the Matthews pick, and they. And they made, and they had the free agent sign, all those things, right? Yep. They they have the acquisition of Brody. They have Muzzin. They, Jack Campbell all- is a sheer luck thing. We went yeah, looking yeah. for a goalie or a backup and found a start. Like, there's some stuff that went well. well Dubas would, would say that's the, the Sioux connection. I'd say that too if I was him. <laughs> yeah. I knew all along. <laughs> no, I, all, all I'm saying ahead. is those things coupled with, you know, the pandemic and then you go, Oh, but yet somehow Tampa is at the same time as us. Yep, has become a two-time defense. And and is there any reason to bet against them no. this year? And then you go, oh wait, and Florida is playing this forechecking, fast-paced. Yep, you have not a second to breathe. And uh, Bob is, is back. And you go and, and 
And this is it. Two-time Vesna goalie Bob yeah. has, has decided, all right. I'm back, okay, fine. Look, all right. Uh, you know what? My ass cheeks are no longer burned by the thong I decided I was going to wear on South Beach. We're in, baby. Yeah. And yeah, goalie Bob has said, hey, Spencer Knight, punk-ass kid. Back to the minors with you. To the minors with you. <laughs> and so you're like, yeah, this is the timing as a Leaf fan that you're like, are you kidding me? Right. Yes, it is that time. And if I was a Leaf fan, that's what I'd be like. Man, the planets are truly aligned against us. It's, right. How else can you see this? And you go, yeah, right. And even You've the easy to- option that you mentioned, the Bruins, is the one that mind fucks everybody into oblivion anyway. Like, even if you get to first, you're like, hey, hey, it's us again. You're like, oh, for Christ's sake. Like, Well, you know when it comes playoff time, that that top yes. line, yep. that perfection line yep. is... With Bergeron there, they are out there every second shift. Yep. Now, you and I have had this conversation in terms of draws and 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 the importance placed upon draws. And you've always told me that I place too much importance on draws. Mm-hmm. The Leafs are the number one draw team in the league. Yep. And I looked at in the first half of that game last night, which we don't need to talk about how shitty it went, but <laughs> that first kill... Bam, one draw, pucks out. Comes back in, another draw, bam, draws one, pucks out. Yep. It's just to me in the playoffs, that is another feather in the Leafs cap. If you look at to me, one. I know I'm all over I know I'm all over the place here, but Colorado to me is they're they're a second round out, right? The way they play the game. They beat Ottawa 7-5 and 6-5 this year. Like it's just a shit show. And they beat Toronto last night in overtime, but you're down 4-1. Your goaltending is... Can you count on Pavel Fransuz? Apparently more than you can count on Darcy Kemper. To roll in and win you games? I don't think so, man. No, and that's it. Like, I don't have much to say about that because we're a first round out typically, but but that was the joke on Twitter last night was, wouldn't this be a fun, like fun Stanley Cup final, but you got no shot. It's a first round exit and a second round exit, and yeah, um, I think I think Toronto beats Colorado. Oh boy, that's provocative talk. Just to stop on the faceoff thing for a second, because I saw someone just two days ago explain it better than I have done, which is not uncommon. the The faceoff in the moment is extremely important. The overall face-off, my guy's 55 versus your guy's 47, that still means this is a coin flip, right? Like, what? It, it's not that... If I win this right now, you know, six on five, last minute of play, get it around, of course, it matters. You would rather win the draw than not. But this, you know, the best face-off guy in the league is at 58%. It still means he loses almost half the time. It's sort of that, that step-back view of it that kind of goes... It, Yep. You'd like to have it, but it's not nearly as like there's no one in the league cruising around all year at 85% or something no, like that. So but that guy, that is a that is a percentage over two thousand draws sure. or whatever it is. Yep. Right. And, and and you are looking at like let's look at Phil Deneau and and you go, his offensive, that's a guy who's riding into town, and the one card that he's holding up is I could in the playoffs. I can win a draw. Yep. Well, the Leafs like, kept bringing right. back like four times. Leaf brought back Yannick Perot because yeah, <laughs> he just sure. won draws. In, now, please get the off the Ottawa ice. Series, yeah. For sure, man. 
and, and so you go like to me i understand that but you know what if you can give me a guy who is a high 50s draw man yep yes please well and the leafs like you said with spezza and Tavares and matthews and even comp doing it like they're they're winning far more than they're losing so yeah first in the league yeah uh, That's why don't, not nothing. It's not. So as I, you know, as we kind of get ready to wind off of this one, I I think it's far more likely than not that Toronto is finishing in that nightmare two three. Um, yeah. It just looks like Florida to me is gonna. And if you were gonna ask me to pick between Tampa and Florida, Florida, I'd take my chances with Florida. Yeah, yeah less for sure, less man. experienced, less proven. Um, but I just don't think that's gonna be on the table. So I guess you're gonna be looking for home ice now look we still have like 50 games left it's funny yeah, to yeah. See it, but no, I, I, this is my own counter we have 50 games right of- i'm countering my own argument with how whether this could still turn around or but i expect at this point to see tampa in the first round and that's not a gorgeous matchup for anybody but, so. but toronto to me as an outsider who i don't watch every game um they are playing a better brand of playoff style yeah. hockey yeah oh i don't think they have no shot against tampa i just think you look at two-time champ and go well this it's, you'd well, like to see someone else <laughs> hey how about how about you got cooch on the shelf for 36 games yeah. and he rolls back in his first game two hey points. yeah how about that <laughs> guys take some of that i'm healthy yeah i'm over or here no. like this is number one bullshit <laughs> yeah exactly and you're like i i'm not sure you were ever not healthy right but um good for you man Good for you. One of the teams that you referenced earlier that got off to an unbelievable start and is now, uh, again, on points percentage, just outside the playoffs, is the Oilers. And we used to spend quite a bit of time dumping on them, and then they were good for a month or two. So you kind of had to stop because... But I wanted to talk about them. Yeah. They just <laughs> never somehow made it into the... It's more the fun when they stink. Um they have gone what two and ten here, two and nine here. Two eleven. Over. Yeah, it's been an ugly stretch. Now they've had some injury troubles and COVID, as everyone else has. Um, but you know, McDavid now on the shelf. The the I don't think it's a whole lot more complicated than for the first twenty twenty five games. Both McDavid and Drysidel were putting up two points a night, and now they're each putting up one point a night, and. When they're not on the ice, I'm sure you've seen the same numbers everyone else has. They're getting shelled. When neither of those guys is on the ice, the shot attempts, the the chances, everything is like two to one against Edmonton. They've just failed to build any sort of depth in the bottom six in terms of guys who can put up points when those other players, uh, the big two, aren't on the ice. Um, I know the goaltending is a factor. I don't. Huge. It is, but it, I don't think it's as... To me, it's still a depth thing. And 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 on the blue line, Ken Holland has gone out. I don't think I have a huge issue. I know people, especially Leaf fans who listen to me talk on here, I don't hate the fact that they went out and brought back Tyson Berry. You're trying to play a high-octane game. Yeah. I guess he's going to fit that, and you're going to run that power play out there. Cody Cece, I don't know what the fuck you were thinking there. I love him out there. I guess, man. I what do you think of the Oilers and, and what's happened that's turned them from the juggernaut that started the season into this team that can't win a fucking game right now? Man, well whether it's whether it's um Gregor or Bob Stoffer, 
you listen to people who cover that team and see it on a regular basis, they all talk very glowingly of Cody Cece. And, yeah. and, and so, uh, anyways, I've seen Cody Cece here up, yep. up close and yep. personal, whether he's in a, a senator's jersey or whether he's in a Leaf jersey, right? I know that I have a good grip on yep. that on that thing. Now, Pittsburgh last year, I, I didn't see enough games, but again, they talked glowingly of him there. And he seems to have um, publicly resurrected a bit of his image yeah. and, and, and what you're hearing out of Edmonton is he and Keith went healthy and together, not the problem. I forgot to fucking rail against Keith. That was supposed to be part of my preamble. <laughs> yes. I'm here for you, man. I'm here for Appreciate you. Appreciate that. Um, but to me, if you look at the, the, the two points a game is you can't overlook that to me, it comes down to how serviceable the goaltending was for the first 20 games. And when you have shit goals, when that goes away, it, it really comes down to, now, you know what? Koskinen would tell you, Matt, you're right. Love he that would guy. Agree, he, would, <laughs> <laughs> he would agree with you when he says, hey, man, you could talk about my gaff, but when they're scoring like 1.5 goals a game for me and we lose, that's not my fault. Right. I can't score goals, as he told a Finnish newspaper. Uh, this is it, last and, and week. I don't think he's wrong. And and that is that is a notch in your column. But as I said to you before, man, when you have goalies who are not winning you games, sometimes it seems like they are actively losing you games. And and I think with Mike Smith, who is dubious at the best of times, great season last year. Yep. Yes, thirty-two um, of fifty-six games he played. I don't but know if the Oilers forgot this was going to be an 82-game season again, or he's 39 years old. I He was good last year. You had to do something. I wouldn't have given him two years again. I, well, the two years is really interesting. You mean but, terrible? Yes. Yeah. Well, it's great, interesting. It's interesting podcast yes. fodder. It really is what it comes down a to. A gift that'll keep giving. Yeah. And so they are in a spot where, to me, if they were to make a trade – if they were to upgrade their goaltending. Now, I understand they need dollars out, dollars in. Because of but, Ken Holland and what he's done to fuck the blue line well, and fuck the I think, I, Yeah, well, okay, but I, I think you also have to say, uh, you, still have, you still have to nod towards Shirelli, right? You still got to give him a little, hey, how's that going? But, but he's been in power for over two years now. Like, at some point, you got to clear some of that out. I I just, I think for me, I was reading an article and we'll share it in all the usual places just earlier this morning from uh, the Oilers Nation blog. And they were talking about that if you across the board just gave uh, Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen 9-18 save percentage, roughly league average, the Oilers would still not have, they would still be under 500. They, their five-on-five five numbers would not change. They would still be at a deficit and still losing more than they're winning. And that's got to be alarming because, you know, the, every team, as we've talked about, and we've talked about it with the Leafs a hundred times, if you're going to spend in, you know, big money on on your forwards and everything, you're going to have a hole somewhere. And you you might have to count on league average something, whether it be defense or goal. To, you can't have everything be above board. And they're not in a position 
to get that right now. Like even if their goaltending was miles better, they're still going to get crushed at five on five. And one of the things that was happening in those first 20 games of the season where the Oilers were killing it and were dominating the division, they were getting 32% of their goals on the power play. And that is not sustainable. Like you just don't score at that rate on the power play. You don't get enough power plays. It just doesn't work. And so their five on five numbers are brutal and you can load up a big line with dry and McDavid, or you can spread them out and get, you know, 20 minutes, 22 minutes between each of them at the times that they're not on the ice, they're getting crushed and well, that's going to be Dave a problem. Tippett. Dave Tippett. Would I agree think Dave with you. Tippett's maybe the problem. Well, Dave Tippett was the one that said when somebody, I uh, can't remember he's talking about not getting support in the bottom six, whatever. And Dave Tippett's like, yeah, a lot of our problems early on, Covered up by specialty teams. Yep. Yeah. Well, don't you think, to me, when you saw Dave Tippett after that Rangers game on Monday, Rip Koskinen, he's talking to Ken Holland. He's not talking to Koskinen. He's like, our goaltending is not good enough. Our, he's, yeah, he's sort of buried Koskinen when he did it, but he's telling Ken Holland, hey, a little fucking help here if you don't mind. And uh, to me, that's the way I saw that comment more than anything else was trying to tell Ken Holland we need more. Yep. And I don't have no, a problem with Koskinen and firing back saying, like you said, in his last six losses, they've scored seven goals. That's not on him. Like there was an ugly goal that game, that mistake behind the net. And what I kind of get it. But if you're only going to score seven goals in six games for that guy, you're not going to win. And it's not going to be his fault. Right. And you look at, and I think I was talking with the Western correspondent this week. Nice. And, um, you know, you look at the Toronto game, and, and I, I don't think Toronto played great. No, they didn't. In the in that Edmonton game. But that goal that comes off the backboards and sort of hits Smith and goes in, you're like, yeah. ah. <laughs> yes. That's the goal that goes in when your team is not going well. Well, right? and the other one, team, Brody fires it in. It's like off a skate. And, it, and you're like, what is going on? Like, the Leafs to be, even be in that game, it was clearly all Edmonton bad luck, right? Yeah, like, and, and and that is that old adage of, you know, when you're when things are going bad and you're losing, when you when you start to come out of it, you're going to lose a couple games you should. Yeah, and and likewise when you're winning on a, on a big streak and you're you know you win a couple you shouldn't. Yep. To me, that's one of those games where, you know, you're like, oh man, you deserved a better fate, but you know what? Bad shit's happening to you, and that's it. Bam. And it's interesting because I, I mentioned Bob Stoffer. Are you planning on having him on the show anytime soon? I'm not. That guy's a joke. Yep. And uh, and he's uh, he's a bit of a... I appreciate whole... you putting that out there first, making sure we could wind <laughs> this back in if we had to, but yeah, no worries. <laughs> but what a... You know, he's a bit of a clown ass, yeah. and, and, and to me... Some of his takes are are so bad, but he he was on local radio here hmm. saying, you know, they were asking him about a good friend of the show, AJ Jackiebeck, was saying to him, you know, what what about all these rumors about uh, Tippett and and removal of Tippett, and and he said if they lose to Ottawa, <laughs> they will remove Tippett. <laughs> The Senators, the coach killers. Yeah, well, it happened to Julian last <laughs> yeah, year, right? Yeah, but but that's one of those things where you're like, you go nine and zero against or whatever against Ottawa last year, and you, oh, you that's lose right. this game. Yeah, you know, and you're like, yeah, all right, I, but that seems 
Well, so they That's are. interesting, Bob. And that game has now been postponed, so we'll have to oh, wait. Has it? Yeah, no, not, not happening. Yeah, not happening until post- Saturday night. In the spot of the Winnipeg game that was postponed as yep, well. That's right. So the Sens are off till Thursday against Calgary. Oh, sweet fuck! You know what? And and <laughs> and, and this is another thing that that brings it up. Where I'm I'm like, is this postponed due for COVID reasons? Yeah, the Oilers put a bunch of guys on protocol today. Yeah, see, <laughs> you fuckers. It's hello ball. Um, it, it comes down to. So many of these games have been postponed, not for COVID reasons, but for financial reasons. Yes. And I know this is also on the slate, but now you're going to be like, yeah, okay, we're going we're gonna to postpone that game too. And I sort of heard that knocked around a bit, that there were more Oilers going on the COVID list. And you're like, it, it's this idea that, that daily shows up and says, we're not, we have no plans to postpone any more. Canadian dates. And that was like January 3rd. Right. And all he's done is, is, is fucking postpone games out front. Like the Winnipeg game, the Vancouver game, not for COVID reasons, but for financial reasons. Right. And, and so I know this was also on the docket tonight, but I got fucking issues with that, man. I, I have totally, well, not totally. Cause I watched a bit of the leaf game last <laughs> night and it, or Saturday. And it was interesting. I, I was, I was in. I, I enjoyed it. It was a great game. Two talented teams, mm-hmm. but the team that I cheer for and I am most invested in has not played. They played one game in three weeks. Well, so why don't we get there now? The, one of the things that's on the table is be, you're seeing a bunch of games get postponed, and you know I'll let you weigh in on uh, what you think your owner's philosophy would have been. Apparently, a lot of this was left up to the teams themselves. Do you want to keep playing in empty buildings? Three beer show. I can tell, man. This is uh we'll be taking a break for a piss here any second. <laughs> for me, if nothing else. Um, do you want to keep playing in empty buildings, or would you like us to keep trying to push your home games back as far as possible? And I can speak for the Leafs because there's been enough written about it that the Leafs had said we'd like to lean towards postponement. But we don't want these long dead zones that a lot of people are having. The hockey ops side said, we got to play a bit. And that lined up nicely with Sportsnet, who said, we also want the Leafs to keep playing. Uh, So that was what happened last Saturday against Ottawa. And on Wednesday against Edmonton, uh, Sportsnet, the national rights holder, said to the league, that's important to us. There's revenue there. We need the Leafs to be on national national TV. Yeah. So... If I was the league, I would have told Rogers, then you need to buy 20,000 seats and let nobody sit in them. But because uh, the, what's happening for people who aren't putting all of this together, don't follow this as closely. God love you. It's every time you play in an empty building, it's a million, two million, three million dollars that you don't make. And the players care about this, too, because that all goes into hockey related revenue revenue. Yeah. And. You know, it helps the cap grow back. It helps you, you know, pay back the owners. All of this is related. So the Leafs, for every oh, home game and, they're and, missing. And, and, sorry, and just on to on that, every dollar above fifty percent of league earnings that the, the players earn, they owe that back to the to the owners. Right. And so they don't want empty buildings. That's money they need. And so, just to speak for the Leafs specifically, it's roughly three million bucks a night for a home game that is full plus parking, plus 
beer and all that yeah, shit. For sure, right? food. Yeah. So the league and the players don't want Toronto playing home games in an empty building because it's really hurting everything. And none of the Canadian teams do. But Sportsnet also has a bottom line. They do want the Leafs playing. So the Leafs sort of agreed, we'll play those two. Then they're out on the road for five games. You know, we'll sort of see where everything lands. But my understanding is the Senators kind of said, we don't want to play home games right now. And that's Melnick, right? He is less likely to accept a lost home date. And so what you are seeing, the Senators have done it. The Leafs have done it. I'm sure Western teams have done it. I don't have it in front of me. The Leafs just switched. Um, Jets. It was the Islanders that I was going to say. But the Islanders were supposed to be in Toronto this week, and Toronto was going to be in New York in April. They just flipped those. They're close enough. They're not cross-continent trips. Toronto's going to go to New York. That's going to be a full building. (laughs) And then the Islanders can come to Toronto. Hopefully, you'll have fans by then. You're seeing a lot of teams doing that. The Jets have done it a little bit. Um I did see, it might have been with the Isles again. The Senators have done something similar here because obviously the Islanders, probably when they came to Toronto, were going to go to Ottawa afterwards. The Jets had this idea because Saskatchewan is still apparently open. and No COVID there, Matt. It's cool. Stopped at the provincial borders. Very polite. Uh, The SaskTel Center in Saskatoon holds 15,000, which is pretty comparable to what... uh, 15-1 to 16-2. Okay, so a pretty big building for a non-NHL city. And the Jets had put out the feelers. What if we played some home games there? And they even circulated it to their own season ticket holders saying, you know, what do you think? Indifferent? Yes, no. Um, Knowing that those guys would probably get their money back on their tickets, but it would be good for the team. I guess it came back almost completely split, like 30% indifferent, 30% Yako do it, 30% no, don't. Um, And Elliot Friedman has reported since that that is off. But the idea would be that Winnipeg then wouldn't have to play in an empty building. They would have found a spot where they can play in a full building and make money that way. And I don't know that that's all that crazy. Like, could Toronto play in Buffalo and get enough people from St. Catharines and whatever driving across the border to... You know, on nights that the Sabres aren't playing, I. What do you think? Well, I, I just, I wonder what you think of no, the. What I'm saying is, half the Buffalo fans are Leaf fans coming across. It's true. Yeah. No, it's not that crazy of a of a reach. Do you have time for Canadian NHL teams looking for like the Habs? People were saying, and the Leafs really over the Christmas holidays should have been posted up in Florida, right? Like Montreal, especially the Quebecers are locked down in, in Florida. Uh, If the Panthers aren't playing or the lightning aren't playing, that's a Montreal home game. Put it out there to all your, uh, your condo or timeshare people and vacation people. Do you have time for Canadian teams looking elsewhere to get into buildings? Or would you rather see them just try and kick this stone as much as they can down the road? Well, what about all those? Um, yeah, I don't know, know where the sends uh, are going. Quebec influencers that are down in Putana yes. and on, on nice Sunwing. Mexico <laughs> City <laughs> home games for Montreal. That'd be awesome. Uh, that's hope that's you're all doing really well good. down there. Good for you guys. Yeah, exactly. 150 bucks a test. Sunwinging it on down and have have at it. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it's a two pronged question, Matt. Oh, it it first comes prongs. down to how do I feel about like COVID's non-existence in the, in the province of Saskatchewan, like the same reason that 
the rest of us are canceling games or <laughs> are limiting. Saskatchewan's like, nothing going on here, Come man. On Let's go. Yeah. Um, beyond that, if I can suspend that and go, okay, the reality of the situation is um, in Manitoba, they care about their citizens. In Saskatchewan, they don't. Um, Much like the rest of us. Yeah. Well, this is it. And <laughs> really, Saskatchewan, the only people living there now are from elsewhere. Right. So... <laughs> Uh, they're there for work purposes. I like the idea. Personally, for Winnipeg. Because they're going to play the games either way. This is it. So make some and fucking so you go, money, man. Get and, that and, money. Bitch <laughs> <laughs> better have my money. If you can have, if you because I got to believe between people from Manitoba making their way to Saskatoon versus uh, coupled with Saskatoon people who have a, a hunger for NHL hockey yeah. and you go, Man, how many times is this going to happen? Right. I'm in. Yep. Um, I guess I don't really see a problem with it. And to me, that's a viable option. If I can suspend that whole idea of COVID's not happening in yeah. Saskatchewan, to me, on a, for, for a financial reason. Now, Thompson, the Thompson family who who's running that team, not hurting for bucks. No. And and this is the crazy, and you've, you've alluded to it through MLSE and, and whatever else, and you go – what MLSE or Molson's in 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 Montreal mm-hmm. can afford or is willing to go? Yeah, man, my team is, and it's interesting that Molson versus MLSE, and you go money, money. Both are fine. They're not going to be hurting for, but Montreal is out of the playoffs. Yeah, Montreal and Toronto is very much in a strong position. You go, no, man, I want to keep my team fresh. I want to keep my team playing. I yeah, you don't want to have to play whatever right. in the final two weeks have eight games right left. well and, and the idea that you go we're going to cram 56 games into 100 days or right. whatever that is right and you go we're going to play every 1.8 days and you go where the and, and you go the players are like you fuckers you don't care about our health mm-hmm. but then the players are also saying well we want league revenue yep. to continue to grow it's this crazy complicated well, There's Toronto so- especially, right? Like this is, I, I know I've w- the, this is a blue goggles thing, but nobody in the world wants the cap to go up more than the Toronto Maple Leafs. For sure, man. But no one is causing it to stay low more than the Leafs with an empty right. building. You played a couple, two, three <laughs> games with no uh, yeah. fans? Th- that You are the team that they're saying, yeah, fuck you, man. Yeah, like you the Leafs the for, the, for the rest of them. Yes, exactly. And the Leafs as much as anything, like we want that going up and we're the ones holding it down. Like it's well, it's tied together. It's a mess. And I haven't seen the numbers recently, but if you look at the eight Canadian teams versus the 24 American teams, there is still a healthy cut of the of the league revenue comes from the Canadian based teams. I believe it was the seven Canadian teams producing thirty five or forty percent of league revenues. Yeah, which is just and, and crazy. Entirely disproportionate to yeah. to the to the numbers, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, they don't want it's it's in the league's best interest. It's in it's so it's this complicated thing, right? Where you go, hey man, me as a player, my health, you're going to force me to play two games in, you know, three nights for the rest of the season, right? my health is compromised, but then you go, my bank account, <laughs> which I have a short window of earning, mm. is being hurt if I don't play them, right? It's it's complicated on both the player side and on the ownership side. Yep. 
No, it's true. And it's a it's a political thing. Like down in the US, I don't think in any of the other states there are any limitations anywhere. I think every building is full. Sure. Um, yeah. And then across Canada, we're just not doing that right now. You wonder how long that's gonna last. Um here in Ontario, it's stuck that way till at least the twenty first. I have a hard time uh, believing for it's sure, gonna man. be <laughs> for sure. And it's funny, you know what, Matt? It's um it's 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 the uh, the thirteen year old in the house said way back in the fall, she's like, I'm more interested in experience gifts. I don't need, you know, I don't need a bunch of material stuff and big time hockey fan. Right. And so we got her three games. Right. Super interested. Pittsburgh game on New Year's Eve. Cancel four 100 level tickets. Wow. Canceled. There's Sabre tickets for later because that's a, that's a winnable that's game. That's guaranteed win night. <laughs> yeah. And then later in February, Habs tickets. Okay. Right? So you're looking at a, you know, in, in better times, a full barn. Yep. And, and a loud, passionate barn. This is it, right? And, and, and a good game and a winnable game. Yep. And so those sorts of things, you're like, yeah, willing to go. Yes. Tickets bought. So well, I didn't it, know you had them at the time. We were texting about this right after Christmas. And I said, man, like that's that game being postponed Pittsburgh in Ottawa during the holiday season, right? That's an easy Christmas gift. Even if your kid's not a Sens fan, let's go see Crosby yeah. on a Friday yeah. night or whatever, Thursday night, whatever it was. Well, uh, I didn't tell you that, but no, yeah, I didn't I, know. I, I just, to me, like that's a rough game to lose during the holiday yeah. season, Crosby in town. That hurts. Well, and traditionally here in Ottawa, when you have the Bell Capital Cup going, right, that's a huge sort of Adam Peewee age hockey yeah. tournament where you could have at, at different times up to 500 teams from across the world yep. showing up here. So games between Christmas and New Year's for the Senators, it's an easy sell, right? Because right, yeah. you got teams from Helsinki showing up here. You got teams from out of Ottawa just rolling into town going, hey, man grab an NHL game here. Sure. Yeah. So that game was almost at 17,000 tickets sold. Probably a season high at the time. Yeah, it would have been yeah. at the time of, of postponing. Right. So it, it is, it is a real thing, right. In terms of league revenue, team revenue, player escrow. It's just, it's super complicated, complicated. <laughs> As is pronouncing that word. Uh, we get it. You said yeah. it's a three beer show. Right? So. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on Evander Kane and the San Jose Sharks? Bag. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, he, sorry. You want, you want me to wait for the full, co- well, full question? I think we got your thoughts at this point, but yeah, the, he, he'd had some issues, uh, coming into the year and, and before that, like he'd bounced around a little bit, not always a very popular teammate. Uh, there'd been some, some unfortunate things said. I don't know if it was ever proven about with his partner. Right. With his wife. Yeah. His estranged wife. There was also talk about, you know, being unvaccinated and and like showing a fake. A fake vaccine passport. Right. Um, so he was suspended. I think it was 20 games. Uh, they sent him down to the minors and then he's gotten he killing in, it with the Barracudas. Yeah, no, right? like a, more than a point a game, like a point and a half a game, uh, which 
I guess shouldn't surprise anybody. He is an NHL player, but one well, is talented. Yeah, he is. So he gets into trouble over the holiday season. He misses a date or two, and uh, he's not following protocol. So the Sharks, who clearly wanted to find a way out of this anyway, uh, have decided this is their window, and they put him on waivers. Um, now that I think about it, he probably should have cleared before we he's started. Uh, he he's did clear. clear. Okay. Yeah. Now all the, so he clears waivers on Sunday afternoon. Everything we've heard from his agent is that he will immediately appeal. He hasn't broken any rules. Um, but as we sit here right now, he's an unrestricted free agent. They're going to terminate his contract, and that'll be the end of him. Is this a guy that you think? Friedman said on Thirty Two Thoughts on second intermission, he thinks teams will be interested. I guess at league men, maybe it would be. Are you? Do you want that no. guy around? No. And, and, and if anybody who's wondering, right, the track record, he was drafted by Atlanta, made the move to Winnipeg, right? That'll make had anybody the, crazy. Yeah. Had the issue in Winnipeg where the, his teammates hated him. Yep. And he said, it's because I'm black. But then the person who was most vocal about hating him was Dustin Bufflin. So you're like, also black. Ah, that, you know, you white entitled piece of shit. <laughs> well, and oh, just. Before you take that any further, that that commercial on Saturday that came out, I don't know if you saw it, Tape Out Hate from the um, Hockey yeah. Diversity Alliance, he was a big part of that when it started. He was nowhere to be seen right. at this point on that. I think they have sort of, why don't you go sort yeah. your stuff out? And- so this is a guy who's 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 made it through a bunch of teams and and is talented, yep. right? He was on that 09 World Junior Team here in Ottawa. Yep. And well, you know, I think traded- led the Sharks last year in points, did he not? He did. That's what I was just. I was oh, sorry, working yeah. my way up to that, and and I'm this was it. your this was your lead. Forty nine points in fifty six games last year for a shit shark team. Yep. And you go, yeah, and we're willing to just cut ties with them. Beat it. Like we don't want to deal with you anymore. So I'm not sure at what point you know if you go his you know with the Jets, the Sabers, the Sharks, his fucking wife. At what point do you go? I'm waiting for his dad. Yeah, yeah I'm waiting for his dad to go. Ah, okay, yeah, the guy's a douche. <laughs> like, who who more are we waiting to hear from before we go? Ah, no, man. If if the team who you led in scoring last year is on the cusp of a playoff position this year, yeah, and is and is willing to say, nada, bye bye, pass, yeah. Uh, that being said, we saw Tony D'Angelo get signed up by uh, the Carolina Hurricanes this offseason. Oh, sorry. You asked me. Yeah. If I was interested. Yep. If you're asking me if he'll get At signed League somewhere else, oh, for sure he'll get picked up somewhere else. Yeah. Any bets? I have no problems believing that. Is he a guy that goes to a bad team to rehab his own image, or is he a guy that a good team goes, at League Men, you come in here, you fit into our system and put us over the top? Uh, for sure, man. He is a. Well, which one? <laughs> uh, I think you know he's a he's a a good team. Mm. He's a. That scares me a little. Yeah, no, but he's a team. He's a guy who goes. Yeah, I can. I can show up in a strong locker room, which is what we could talk about, right? Yep. With, with D'Angelo in Carolina. Yep. Right with a strong coach good team and you go we know because he might look you know, good with John Tavares 
Oh, I was going to say he may look good with Sidney Crosby. Yeah, well, yeah. And that would be a better locker room. Right, or 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 you roll that guy into Boston for a Toronto Boston first round. Fuck, of course. He and Taylor Hall just lighten <laughs> us up <laughs> night after night. <laughs> and so he's the kind of guy where they talk about where you go, yeah, we need strong leadership. And and to me, that Boston group. Yep. You put him in there with Marchand and Bergeron, and you're like, I'm not taking any of your shit. Right. You're going to get this shit tight right now, or you're not. Or you're going to get knocked the fuck out, one or the other. What about, and I said this sarcastically online the other day, but I forgot. And he would look good as a Leaf, too. I, it's To me, it's it's the locker room I don't think is as, is as strong. It's not. And Kyle seems to hold pretty firm on the type of people he's willing to have in the for better or worse um yeah yeah of course but mark bergevin has moved on from montreal but he had no trouble drafting logan mayu i wonder what a, what a shit move that was and then they the ohl reinstated him here quietly over the holidays uh that's that's london though yep that's um and london's already hated so they don't yeah, care no, that's what i'm saying it's yeah totally fine do you think that a team like that who clearly needs offense um, Which team, sorry? Montreal. Would they take a flyer on? I know uh, Bergevin is not there. I don't know what Jeff Gordon's view of the whole thing would be, but might that no. be a fit? No, Gordon is being the guy who let D'Angelo go. Yeah, true. No. And and I, I just think you're, you're not making the playoffs. And he you're, might. You're right about that. Yeah, that's true. It's not like you're bringing him in to come in on a white horse and make the playoffs. He's, he's not helping them. Like, he might right be now. better off to end up, and I mean, San Jose was already sort of this, but like in Columbus or Dallas Carolina, or, or Nashville, I wasn't even worried. Yeah, n- not so much even a good team, but just a quieter, well, just show up and rehab. Water, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And, and, and I agree with you. If you. But to me, I think you have Toronto to or Montreal is a bad idea for that guy. Yeah, but to me, the idea that you're bringing him into, and what they said about San Jose was, you know, uh, Couture met him at the airport, yeah. and you had Pavelski, and you had Thornton, and you had, it was this leadership heavy lo- Marlowe. Yeah, you had but it's all, all gone guys, now. It's all gone now in San Jose. Yeah. And I guess and it's Couture Eric, kind of fighting him a if lot. Eric now. Carlson and Brent Burns are your two guys, and they're like, those guys are characters. And you're like, yeah, characters. It's true. They're characters and talented, but. You see, Carlson's got it going on again, eh? Like, sort yeah. of not yeah. what he was, but it seems like well, he's double maybe. Back, so- double, double back to his uh, comments with Gord Miller when he was here in Ottawa. And he's like, I don't care about that shit. I'm, <laughs> the, I'm one of the best players in the world. And you're like, so. But he, he sort yeah. of figured out how to play around whatever is. He's, he's never going to be what he was in Ottawa, but. But he's no longer this, oh, my God, like, look what happened to that guy story anymore either. He's sort of found yeah, his yeah. Uh, he's sort of yeah, found yeah. his game again, which is kind of cool. And, and if you look at that, and, and we talked about it, um, that's still the shittiest division in yeah. Pacific. Yeah. But you look at the Ducks. What are the Ducks doing in second place? Honestly, and then, man. And then you look at the Kings, and you look at the Sharks. Calgary's They're better, all, I think, than we thought. Well, see, to me, it comes down to, to me, Calgary – is I thought Calgary was going to win the Canadian division last year. So obviously I'd oversold yeah. them a bit, well, but I, I thought the, they were. I had them in three. Yeah. So yeah. 
but here they are at two and, and looking pretty good. Like, well, and Daryl Sutter, you're like that fucking dinosaur. And it's kind of understandable that he comes out of Southern Alberta. That's really the fossil. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that he's, he's Markstrom's got a better season. It's just mm-hmm. everything about it is, 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 is going better. And, and, but Edmonton on the outside right now, and you go, is it reasonable to think that, you know, LA, Santa, those three California teams who we all picked, and not just you and I. No. They were going to be awful. They were going to be awful. Yep. They're all in front of Edmonton right now. And so. Do you think. Eichel is skating. He's not in. I'm, he's heading I'm to Vegas. Man. Yeah. Uh, you, you, I think, were a little. I, I asked you at one point interested in getting that guy in Ottawa and you said no and there was a, bl- a bunch of baggage there that, still no do you think on the record was still no he gonna jump right back in and be what he was in Vegas I think there's a real chance he suddenly maybe it takes a week or two but putting that guy on that team potentially between Pacioretty and Stone push everybody else down a bit Chandler Stevenson and William Carlson I think there's a chance that guy finds his game in a hurry and Vegas is all of a sudden just a monster. I want to see what they do cap wise. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In terms of, of who do they have to flip out? Right. To flip him into the lineup. But that is a guy who give him a month. Mm -hmm. Right. And they were kind of, they were looking at him maybe early, you know, will he be ready for the Olympics? Will he not be ready for the Olympics? Give that guy a month. Right, and so you could by find March, it fast. Uh, uh, by March, I'm telling you, you put that guy on a team that went to the conference final last year with <laughs> yes. no with no center, <laughs> and sorry, Chandler Stevenson, no, and Dubay, and or wherever he, yeah. all those guys, nobody, and you're now going to put Jack Eichel as your number one center, right? I, I that could be scary. They could roll. I, I don't, I don't want him. No, um, but to me, that's a guy who's. Who's going to go into a? He's got there's there's ex captains coming out the asshole <laughs> true, in, in that franchise, right? Like you want to talk about where Patrick Kane may end up? Yeah. Right? Oh you got wow! Petrangelo, yeah. you got Mark Stone, you got Petru- you got Patch already. Like ba 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 ba. And and Leonard, Leonard will punch him out yeah. <laughs> in a heartbeat. I, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Yeah. But to me, yeah, you bring Jack Eichel into that lineup. I'll I'll watch and, a few. Golden Knights games when he gets back in there. I'll be super intrigued to see how that goes. And and it'll be super intriguing to see how that shakes out in the playoffs. Yep. Because to me, that's a team that's been so deficient at the center position in the past X number of years. True. And, and, and Eichel goes in there and you, you sort of slot everybody else down. Yep. That could be a scary team depending on what happens. Right. But yeah, he's skating and things are looking good. So um, but I don't want them long term. I don't want them right. But Vegas is a to me a situation where they're going. Yeah, all right. Well, we don't. We got four more years of his contract, but we want to win yeah. now. Yep. Right. And they're capped Ottawa. out anyway. Like what's what's a little bit more. Right. But I want to <laughs> see who because they don't have a lot of like. Do you want William Carlson? Do I like? Yeah. No. no. When you start when you start looking at guys who you could flip out of significant right contract Dollars, value. Yeah. You're like, I don't want really any of those guys you're willing to give me. 
So I think I'll you be find a Kucherov problem for the rest of the season. <laughs> well, this is it, man. But 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 it's one of those things where you're like, well, William Carlson is like, well, I I'm fucking good to go, man. Talk to Riley Smith over there, or right. talk to Marcia, so, or <laughs> like talk to somebody else who's uh, who's got fat off of these great expansion years. But that'll be the interesting thing. There is not to me. I understand. I think what Jack Eichel's going to bring for that team. I, I just think a lot of people have forgotten how good he is. Oh, he's a top ten player in the league. Yeah, yeah. And I am I happy it, to see whether it's for him or not. I am happy to see a guy who got to do it his way. When you're, I understand it was collectively bargained. We've talked about this before. Teams have a say in how you treat your body and all that stuff. I'm happy that this guy got to go, no, this is the way I think I can get better. This is the surgery I want. I'm happy he found a way and, a, and, a, and an employer that said, yeah, we'll, we'll support you to do that. And I hope because of that more than anything else, like guys, a Buffalo Sabre, I fucking hate those guys, right? I don't have any particular affinity for Jack Eichel, but I do like the idea that he was able to go, no, I ain't moving off this. This is what I want to do. He found an employer ready to let him do it. I do hope he comes off of that and it works just for that reason alone. Right. And if you look at Maurice Richard in the fifties saying, Hey man, I need my day to move, whatever that is, right. Those sorts of things. And, and you look at the changes that have come in those years since then, where the players saying, yeah, that's my fucking body, man. Yep. I get to decide. I think, I think what Jack Eichel has won here for Jack Eichel is, is a big move for all players. Agree with that. And that will be and, a huge issue in the next CBA is getting that particular clause changed up. So the players have more of a. Right. You're no longer in, in servitude. Right. For as long as you have an NHL contract, right? <laughs> you you still have a say on what's going to happen from the time you're 35 till you're 95. Right. The next 60 years post-career. When we don't care about say, you anymore. Yeah. You may not care, but uh, guess what? Yep. So to me, that is that is great. And, and, and I don't want Jack Eichel here. I don't. And now maybe, maybe now is a great time to buy in, but I don't want him. But... Do I think he has the potential to do great things yeah. in Vegas? Yeah. Absolutely. Anything else for this one, man? We've covered a ton of ground here. And we've we've gone long. I I, I see that and and I gotta pee. Yeah, his bladder's gotta be just under duress at this point. Yeah. It's... But um no. Great first show of the year. Yeah. Well, okay, the listener will really determine that, but <laughs> I've had fun. I've had fun doing it. Right. Yeah, this is one of those ones that flows easy. Ton of stuff uh, that was easy to to segue between. Actually, you handled most of the segues this time, man. Thank you for that. That's uh, it's good, man. You, I, I know you. Well, since Michaela's been gone, you need a little. Uh, <laughs> Somebody, you need a little. You need a little break, right? But sure. you and I had gone back and forth on what what needed to be taken care of tonight. So, uh, yeah, good show, man. Good flow. Agreed. Uh, don't forget. Andrew Stoughton returns on Thursday morning from the Batflip.ca is where you can find his work. Uh, that'll be episode 924. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening right now so uh, you won't miss that. Also, Spotify has recently added the ability to give uh, star ratings, and uh, we would love it if that's where you're hearing us, if you would take a second, and uh, only if you're going to leave a good one. Otherwise, you can probably just skip it. It's, uh, <laughs> we don't need to get bogged down there. But uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram at TallCanAudio, Facebook.com slash TallCanAudio. For Rob, my name's Matt. We'll see you all next time. See you.
Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe to Tall Can Audio on your favorite podcast app and find us on social media at Tall Can Audio.